Cheers! Cheers! Well, it's that time again. I'm Susan. And I'm Annie. And, and this, this is Two Friends, friends One Chat. Chat. Ooh, I like that we both knew to bring it yeah. down a notch. Well, because yeah. mm. we are bringing it down a yeah. notch. Yeah, yep. We're going to start this episode with our kind of like our hashtag heads up. Yeah. Uh, d- uh, deeper episode. Yeah. Yeah. A little deeper, could be a little more triggering for people. Um, so we just want people to be warned because I think we're coming off a couple more like lighthearted episodes. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So we just don't want you to think, Oh, next let's do. Oh, no. Uh, you know, well, you know, some of it may be in the cover art because I imagine the cover art will say Grief 101. Yeah. So there may be some cues that it's not going to be a delightful, lighthearted episode. I mean, we're still going to have fun. We're still going to have well, a great time. Well, that's what we do. That's, yeah. the, I think, the beauty of us, of this podcast, yeah. of life, right? Yeah. There are things that suck and things that are hard, and you can still laugh. Oh, yeah. And find joy. And it's just all kind of mixed together. It is. It is. And grief is a part of existing. Mm. You know? I know most of us wish it wasn't. Oh, yeah. But. <laughs> Very fair. Um, but it is. Uh, yeah. Grief is uh, a part of life. We all experience it. Yeah. We all go through it. Um, which I think that's why it's so important to talk about. Because yeah. it's something we don't talk about because we don't like it right it yeah. doesn't feel good yeah well okay but it's happening yeah. right it's coming so let's talk about it let's prepare a little bit let's normalize it yeah. so when it happens you feel again like you maybe you have some tools I love that or what is it what is this thing that I'm feeling what am I going through what's normal yeah. right yeah is because I think grief is such a big feeling mm-hmm. um, that it never feels normal to anyone. Mm-hmm. So they don't know if, like, oh, my gosh, have, have I completely lost it? You know what's so funny to me is, like, we know grief is an experience everyone will have, right? Right. Um, on some level. Yep. Uh, even those who have such short existences will life likely experience this intense emotion. Yeah. And we teach nothing about that in nothing. high school. Like, or, or even in your undergrad or, uh, even in grade school, I think they are getting a little better, but there is just no skill building and giving and what to expect when things get really hard, when grief is happening. Nothing. Nothing. Which is wild because it's inevitable it yes (laughs) and let's I think I mean let's be honest I think with just society in general and things that are happening whether it's immediately personal or not yeah we are seeing more loss and death yeah right so I think kids younger and younger are experiencing grief um more maybe than before yeah so 
to talk about it sooner at age appropriate levels, yeah. right? I do I think you should share this particular podcast with your five year old? No, <coughs> right? But there are books help you talk appropriately, yeah. right, to a five year old about grief. But like you said, to like normalize it in curriculum or in your home or whatever yeah. you do. To know, like, hey, this is part of life. And I think probably in school they talk about, like, the life cycle, right? Yeah. So I think kids get the concept of, hopefully, you know, things end, right? But we don't ever get into that emotional piece of loss. Yeah. And and grief. And I think it's important to know that grief um, can be... It's such, it, it varies, right? It can be the loss of like a thing, right? Yeah. A relationship, yeah. a job, a house, a pet, right? It doesn't have to be the loss of like a loved one, yeah. right? That it will be that too. Yeah. But I want to honor that grief will come from all of those places. Yeah. So don't think, well, this is a small thing, so it, I shouldn't be grieving over it. A loss is a loss. Yeah. And you get to grieve. Nice. Over that regardless. Yeah. In fact, sometimes those smaller losses are safer. To experiment, kind of. Would you like an example? I would. I would absolutely. <laughs> want, I, I will say to listeners, Susan, it, uh, you, because it's such a part of your work and mm-hmm. such a part of your story, you are so good at dealing with people in grief and loss. Mm. Like, it is... You guys, it's one of her giftings, and I will say, hands down, clinically, you know way more about <laughs> guiding people through it. Through this, yeah, yes. yeah. So I do. I don't know why, but I do love the death and dying process. Yeah, which obviously comes with grief. So yeah, yeah this is. It's a passion. I can't imagine ever doing any other work besides yeah. this. It's where my heart is. It's what I'm good at. It's yeah. the space that. Really, it turns into, it's the space that I can hold for other people. Yeah. And there are not a lot of people that can hold this space for others. Yeah. I have found. Um, so I'm just honored to be able to cool. do that for people. It's beautiful. And be be good at it. Yeah. And be able to do it well. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, but back to my story. So uh, at, for those that know me and those are, that are getting to know me, uh, there has been quite a bit of loss um, yeah. in my in my life. We've talked a little bit about the loss of my sister, um, my and there's been many other losses. But the thing I'm thinking of is I so my sister passed, my my dad passed, and my grandma passed all within kind of like a few years of each yeah. other. And right after that, um, my dog Molly <laughs> got sick. And not, I, I of course was grieving and I cried and, and handled all those other passings and, um, but when, when my dog Molly got sick and we were taking her to the vet and I had, yeah and we had to put her down. Yeah. Obviously that's very sad. It's horrible. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm the one that handles these things well, right? Mm-hmm. But in this instance, for some reason, I think because it felt like a safer or smaller yeah. loss or something along those lines, this was the one I felt like I could completely lose it on. 
Oh, that's actually kind of sweet. And I completely lost it. Yeah. I was a total... I, I actually, like, ran out of the vet's oh, office. Oh, I'm so sorry. So I, like, completely <laughs> lost it. I, I laugh now because I, yeah. I... Obviously, then, it was very traumatic. But just kind of realizing, like, again, these things build up, so I think yeah. that could be a piece. But also just kind of recognizing, like, that one felt safer Yeah. to, like be able to really let go of because there's not there's not as much to do I feel in like those smaller passing sometimes well and I feel like knowing you too like I think you felt safe to lose it because there was no one like there was no one you needed to take care of first right yeah so like you could just feel free because Susan is a caretaker. I think anyone that listens knows that, which we know is a huge strength, but also can have weaknesses just like anything else. But, um, so I think I could see you just being able to feel all those feelings without thinking, I got to get this person settled. I got to get this. Right. I can just let it go. Feel these feelings. Yeah. Also, it's super traumatic to put a dog down. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. You guys, again, part of the cycle of life. So if that has happened to you, please know that our hearts are totally with you because that really sucks. Yeah. That is very hard and it is a loss. 100%. So I just, um, I want listeners to be able to honor any sort of loss that they're thinking of, any grief that they're having. Um, I truly believe like we can't compare our losses or our grief. Love that. That's right. So, you know, your cat died and my dad died. We don't understand each other's relationships. Yeah. Right? So we can't compare those and say that one was harder for someone than another. Yeah. Because we don't know. And you just get to grieve the way that you need to grieve. Yeah. And the loss is going to feel how it feels to you. Mm-hmm. So I... I don't, I, that's the first thing I want to like kind of pass along to people in kind of a grief 101 is please don't compare your grief to anyone else yeah. or to think that I don't get to grieve because it wasn't X, Y, Z, or it wasn't as bad as so-and-so's. Yeah. It's your loss. It's your hurt. Grieve it up. Grieve it up. Grieve it up. I love that that's your first level of advice is just grieve it up. Do it. I will say that my understanding of grief is the basic stages, you know, like denial, bargaining, acceptance or so. There's one more in there. I can't remember. And there, honestly, okay, I think like, yes, there are stages. Sure. I don't like to prescribe to those honestly because I think it's I think it's an old concept okay I think when we when it's presented people think okay these are the steps I go through and then I'm done with grief yeah and that is not how it goes and we I think we got better at saying okay well they're not steps they're just these things and you can kind of ebb and flow through all of them um I still don't even prescribe to that okay. personally yeah. anymore. I know in like in the social work world we still do, mm-hmm. but I don't okay. personally. I, I don't think we get to put any sort of borders on anyone's grief. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think that helps yeah. people. Yeah. There, there may be certain people that like feel like they need these 
like checkoffs to grieve, yeah. great. Then if that's a tool that works for you, mm-hmm. here you go. Let's talk about that. Um, I just don't love that whole idea yeah. of here's your grieving steps. What step are you in? Yeah. Well, and I liked what you said about the, uh, in fact, you showed me a post uh, that you just put on your personal Instagram. Yes. And it was talking about, and you can elaborate a little bit more on it, but I like that you said that grief isn't like you go one, two, three, four, and then you're done. Yeah. You know, like, um, I think we have, uh, and I think one of the things I'm realizing about grief is like, you know, you can be really mad at a situation and that situation will likely probably conclude, but grief mm-hmm. is not something that concludes, right? Like, no. Yeah. It is. Um, you know, the absence of, for those of, you know, like where the grief is, the loss of a loved one, like, yeah, you can't get your, you know, you can maybe get a house back, maybe you can get right. a new job, but there was a person that you had relationship with and now they aren't here anymore. Right. Um, that Correct. doesn't stop, right? Yes. Yeah. There is no like conclusion to grief. You don't figure it out, wrap it up in a bow. Yep. And, and set it on the shelf and you're done, right? Because relationship yes, everything doesn't is, end. It's yep. 80%, right? Yep. So we can't just expect to like have this loss of a person and a relationship and then be like, oh, okay, well, I can just do this and then it's over. Yeah. No, because the rest of your life... You will feel that loss. You will keep feeling that loss. It doesn't stop because that loved one was supposed to be here for all these things, right? They were supposed to be at this dinner, at this family event, at this milestone. So to think that we can like do our work (laughs) and and be done is that's excuse my French, but it's bullshit. It's not true, right? But I think, and I think the the post that I showed you is, I think some people think it's a, it's a ball in a jar. And a lot of people think the ball is grief and the ball gets smaller, Mm. right? That that grief is, gets smaller and smaller and smaller in your jar of life. Mm -hmm. Whereas I, I believe in what this post said is the ball stays the same Mm -hmm. because that person, Mm -hmm. that relationship, that whole yeah. that they left for me does not get smaller. Yeah. Right. My sister holes never going to get smaller because yeah. she's supposed to be here for all these things. Yes. Right. So the grief of that per the loss of that person doesn't get smaller, but the jar grows. Yeah. You learn how to grow your life around that. Yeah. So it doesn't fill as much of your, you know, energy or brain or yeah you know so I, I love that idea of I don't I'm not losing that grief or that loss of that loved one I'm just learning to grow around it and not let it be everything all the time yeah Every once in a while, it's everything, right? Oh, there, of course. There are going to be days, Yeah. even if you're decades past your loss, right? Yeah. There's going to be days and moments where that thing just explodes, right? It just expands and it fills the jar. Yeah. And there's nothing else you can do Yeah. but just embrace it. Yeah. You just 
embrace that grief because pretending it's not there doesn't work. Yeah. A couple of thoughts. We know that. <laughs> we know that if you try to put a lid on stuff, it will come out in ways you do not want. Ooh. I cannot stress that enough. We've talked about that before. And I also see, I love this theory of kind of like your jar growing, right? Yeah. Like, and I think a lot of like how it almost feels like, to me, grief almost feels like a punishment for uh, like this love and intensity you've had for this person. A punishment. Right? Because then they were there and now they're gone. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I invested so much, uh, you know, like, and they, you, it's almost like that anger, you know, yeah. like, but you were supposed to be here. You were. But I like this idea of when, like, oh, I'm getting teary. Yeah. Girl, embrace it. <laughs> but when. Embrace you, the tears. I can do this. I can do this. Okay, when you are in relationship with someone yeah, and you lose them and it's a good relationship, it will make your jar grow. Yes, yes. Ugh. And it's it's going... I hate talking about grief and loss. I know. I hate it so... This is my jam and uh, Annie hates it more than anything in the world. I, I so see I the value. I really appreciate I see and honor the value. Yes. And I hate it, you guys. And I I really, I I feel, I'm very sorry that you feel like it's a punishment. And I'm excited um, for your journey on working on that. Well, I guess punishment is a wrong word. Okay. It It can feel like, punishment is probably too harsh of a word. But it can feel like, you know, we keep saying to people, build your relationships that truly relationship is everything right but when you do that when you start building your circle and then you experience loss it feels almost like you were tricked right like Mm. but I guess what I'm trying to say is when that relationship is so positive and it is just relationship is so beautiful and it is everything and it goes away um that you your jar will grow yeah you know you weren't tricked it was worth it. There is still a positive investment, even though that hole is gone. Yes, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying yes. to say. Not a punishment. That's too harsh of a word. But and maybe we shouldn't call it a hole. I don't. Yeah. I, I know language is so important. It is so. Important. It's so important. Yeah. And it is a hole because it's a loss, and mm-hmm. that that thing is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of the all of the joy, all of the things it brought, are not. I love that. So I I. I would push you to, at least for me, it was like, I don't want to take anger yeah. and ruin the joy. Oh, yeah. Because of anger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I can't, this isn't, this isn't like a poor relationship that I can fix, that I yeah. can do work on and we can mend it. Right? Yeah. I, well, you can't do that with death. Right? <laughs> yeah, it just is. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I, I'm just going to take all the good. Yeah. And I, I don't want to let anger or punishment. Yeah. So, when that hurt comes. Yeah. To me, I, I let it come because that, while I don't like crying and hurt, right? We don't want to sit in that. Yeah. But what, when I say embrace it, because to me, 
that's important. That yeah. means that you're still loving and feeling and remembering yeah. that joy and that beauty and all the wonderful things they brought you. It's like filling that hole up again for a little bit. Yeah. So like to shove it down is like, why would I do that? Yeah. I just want to sit with it. Yeah. And I, the memories and the person and, and just really think about it and be in it. And of course that's going to be bring tears. Oh yeah. Of course. Have you heard of, I think it's called good grief. Have you, not like good grief, like a, <laughs> good grief. Yeah. Not like that. Uh, sorry. My nose is running off. You're fine. A little bit, but, uh, uh, like, or, or I think it's like positive grief or something. It's where you kind of do exactly what you describe. And Thomas has talked to me a little bit about it. Uh, that's my brother-in-law. He is a chaplain. So he deals a lot with yeah. coaching people through that. And it's basically where you do exactly what you're saying. You find those positives and then you kind of incorporate them in your life as like an homage yes. to that person. Yes. I've definitely heard of that. I think that does work for a lot of people. Yeah. Especially... In my job um, with with ALS Northwest is where I work now. Um, with them is we see that a lot with I think families with they've lost their person that was living with ALS and they're they turn their grief into okay now I want to volunteer I want oh. to fundraise or I want to donate right yeah. that's that's how they help their kind of grief journey yeah, is like, here's how I'm going to keep making a difference yeah. to honor my person. I don't think that's necessary though yeah. in grief Yeah, to feel like you have to do something. Yeah. I, but it works for a lot of people. I feel like the way you're describing grief almost feels like grief is like, not just like a ball in a jar, but it's like a ball of energy in a jar. Yeah. And like, which is so, it's kind of two-handed because you truly don't have agency over your grief in a lot of ways. Yes. But there is a certain bit that you do, right? It's kind of like taking that ball of energy and how are you going to uh, transcribe it, you know? like Yes. So, like, yes, sit in your grief if you need to. You like, do all those things. But I think there's a certain level of you can also turn that into something that works for you, which sounds selfish, but it's not. But like, no, not at all. Yeah. Like who was that person to you? Like find those good things and shape that energy and push it that way. 100%. But it will always be there. And that's kind of a good thing, you know? Yes. Yeah. To me, thinking of it not being there scares me way more. I like to think that, yeah. Someday I would just not oh, man. grieve this person is like that's ridiculous. Yeah. That scares me way more to think that someday I might not be grieving or thinking about yeah. this person. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I love that because also you live in like you have that, but you're also this you don't sit in it. You know, I think yeah. I think people get scared that if they have that belief system that they'll never get out of, like, get yeah. out, quote, quote, unquote, out of their grief. But you have a wonderful career, a thriving family. Like, yeah. so you can have both things at the same time. And I think we talk about that a lot on this podcast is that beliefs can be true at the same time. So you do not have to let the memory of a person go to, quote, unquote, move on with your life. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That those things can overlap and really... It, keeping that with you, I think, enriches your life and experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I th- there is such thing as complicated grief, right? There are people that, and that's a, one of our kind of social worky counseling terms that we watch out for is, is this person having what we call complicated grief, right? Are we more concerned that they're not doing well? Ah, yes. Like right. maybe not there's making, also a chemical imbalance sure. happening. Sure. Maybe they're not okay. making steps forward, right? Oh. Um so so we want to we we want to watch for that as well. Okay. Because some people um that is true for and they are going to need more. Can you give me some cues of what like complicated grief like maybe some flags that you would see and be like, "Oh, oh gosh, we're going to need to apply more supports." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so and I in my role, we can do some of this prior to the person passing even. We yeah. can be picking up on some of these kind of like okay. cues. But kind of outside of that, if you are just kind of maybe someone passed and you're concerned about a loved one. Yeah. Um, I think some of the things we look at is the like not getting out of bed. Okay. Right? That can definitely be normal. Yeah. For a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I'll even give you a week. Okay. But I'm a little more loosey-goosey on these things. I love you. I love you so much. Um, But after that, if you're still not, like, getting up to shower. Yeah. Not, like, right. Now I'm a little more concerned. Okay, the flags are kind of going up. Like, yeah, mm, yeah. Right. If If people are having more kind of, and it's, you got to be really careful between, like, I just miss my person and wish I was with them yeah. and true suicidal thoughts, okay. right? That's obviously going to be a red flag. Yes. But I think there's a lot of, like, I wish it had been me or I wish I was there too, right? Yeah. I think that's normal Kind grief. of that survivor's, survivor's guilt, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but if we start getting more into these kind of, like, suicidal thoughts, okay. that's another red flag for me that, mm, that's yeah. outside kind of the quote-unquote normal grief routine yeah right um if we start seeing people honestly for me yeah um if there's people that seem totally fine oh yeah i feel like that'd be a huge um, red flag um big red flag yeah yeah because that again that will come out some way and it will i promise you it won't be productive Yeah. yeah 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 um and then i think the bigger one especially for family, I'm not able to do this as much in my job, is a little bit longer term. If, you know, after a few months, someone is still, like, seriously depressed the majority of the time, Yeah. now we need to get some extra added supports yeah. in there. Yeah. I'm not expecting someone to be happy three months later. Oh, gosh, Every no. day, right? No. I'm still expecting you to have a lot of bad days. Yeah. A lot of rough times. But, um... Just if, if you're having too much of those, right, or more of those than anything else, then that that's kind of a red flag to me that maybe you have a little more complicated grief. Okay. And and again, and the, there's no guilt and shame in a complicated no! grief. No! I think it's more just now we know, like, maybe if you're seeing it happen into a loved one, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, well, we got to put some supports in there. Yeah. Right? Or if you can recognize it in yourself, like, four months later and you have not experienced joy yeah i think that's a good telltale like oh let's talk to somebody yeah let's maybe pull that therapist out of our tool belt um i certainly 
Uh, so I experienced an unusual amount of death at the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. And I, first thing I did, pulled that therapist right back Ooh. out of the tool belt, sent her uh, an email. I was like, well, things got weird. Time to time to hang out with you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to make sure, uh, one, because I am not uh, good at or as familiar with my internal processes of grief. Right, right, right. Um, so there's a lot of learning I'm still doing. But... Yeah, I just, I think, you know, if things are getting to complicated grief, that's when you start pulling more tools out. Yeah, just... yeah. And I, I think um, in normal in normal grief, because again, I, I don't, most people don't have complicated grief. Okay. I, I, I think that's not as common as you think it is. Okay. I think it feels like you're in complicated grief. Like, I think everyone thinks they're in complicated grief at the beginning. Because grief in and of itself is big and hard. Just so dysregulating, too. Yeah. But the majority of, I'd say 99% of people have normal grief. It's a very small amount that I see. Okay. I'm not giving you actual figures from any sort of, like, journal. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. From my personal experience, very yeah. small amount of people have true complicated grief. Okay. Um, but I think some of, just within normal grief, I like people to, when they're ready, kind of think of it kind of like a playground. That's going to sound weird. Yeah. Because you're, you need to find the ways to express that yeah. grief. The right way, okay. right in the healthy ways, so, and it, it it can be a lot of trial and error. Okay, right. Um, some people, like you said, some people are like, okay, I'm gonna go fight this cause. My person died of this thing. Yep. How I deal with my grief is I fight this thing. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, for me, who knew? Turns out I write poetry to grieve. Yeah. That is not something I'd ever done before. It's not something I'd ever enjoyed. Yeah. But when people die, I write poetry for some reason. Yeah. Never any other time. Yeah. Just that. So, like, trying things, try journaling. Yeah. Try a grief support group. Yeah. Try cooking. Try, see what things feel helpful. Yeah. To you and your grief. And I would say, like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like an interesting place to start, or at least for me, what I have experienced joy in, is leaning into characteristics of that person that I loved. Mm-hmm. And then trying activities there in, like, an homage Yes, to yeah. yes, yeah. So it doesn't even have to be, like, you're going to fight that thing for them, but just, like, they loved whatever. Whiskey. They <laughs> <laughs> <It> did. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yes. Yeah. Bringing kind of those favorite parts of them or those, yeah, memories you shared or those things that you still loved. Yeah. And not shoving them in a box because they hurt. Yeah. But doing them in their honor. Yeah. Even if it does kind of hurt. Yeah. Oh, it's going to hurt. (laughs) I didn't say it wasn't. I just said don't (laughs) shove it in a box because it hurts. It's wild how comfortable that doesn't help. (laughs) So when you shove hurt in a box yeah it it sits and it festers it doesn't go away yeah it doesn't sit in there and slowly shrink no, no it sits and festers and grows and then rots and then rots and, and then it stinks 
gets into everything and it back, around it. Yes. Yep. Yes. So deal with the hurt yes. by doing those things. Yeah. And again, we learn to kind of manage that hurt. And I do think, while I don't think the grief or the loss gets smaller, if we're thinking of those balls again. Yeah. I do think the hurt does. Okay. I don't think the hurt feels as big or as strong all the time while the loss still does that whole of that person to me never shrinks it still feels the same size but it why do I always come back to gross infected wounds but it doesn't (laughs) but it doesn't feel like a wound yeah it doesn't hurt as much I think kind of further in Something is still like you might like see something. It'll feel like someone hits that spot, yeah. and that's like oh god oh yeah that does still hurt a little yeah but it's not this big deep festering thing. I think that you have made such a great point, and the more I'm thinking about, I can't get over the balls in jars yeah. analogy. Okay, okay. So like we've got this person there in your jar, and they're you know like they're just like one of your main peeps, yeah. right? And then you lose them, and I feel like that ball. Almost like expands massively with pain. Yes. But eventually, if you process that pain, you can get that back down to, and now you've got them still with you. Yes. But it's like, you know, the good things, right? Like, yes. Oh, I cannot talk about this. It's (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know why, but. Uh, Because grief is sad. It's really you should be crying. Ugh, it's so sad. Grief is sad. Yeah. Yeah. Cry it out. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> oh, but yes. you. But I. I completely agree with you. Yeah. That yes, it it expands kind of when it happens, and it's just kind yeah. of all consuming. Yeah. It it just is. Yes. And uh, uh, side note. Yeah. Or bar. If we're going back to get drinks. Um, <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> what I think is really shitty about society, a lot of things are, yeah. is it is in that moment when society wants you to do all this stupid shit. Oh. But that's a whole other episode. Yeah. Or a personal conversation you can have with me and we'll talk about all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. That just bothers me because we don't even, like, get to allow people. Yeah. Someone in that family's got to put that time out on their grief and handle all these things, right? Yeah. Which is just not fair. Which is kind of goes back to our hashtag advanced directives. That's not all the pieces, but that's something that can certainly, and that really brought me to why an advanced directive is so important, is that's one of the steps that you can provide some level of support in your passing with your loved ones. Like, yes. So, I mean, oh. I did not enjoy that exercise, but I did it. But you did it! I'm so proud of you. But I want to be clear, I enjoyed... Actually, I kind of did enjoy it because I knew I was doing what was right for the people I love. Yeah. But uh, I did not feel joy. No. Okay. (laughs) I I don't think I ever promised it would be a joy collective. No. I know joy on my (laughs) face happens when I talk about advanced directives. (laughs) But I don't ever claim that it's a joyful activity oh, for others. So awesome. But yes, I I think that that's a really worthwhile conversation and such a good analogy that as that is just blowing up and taking all over your jar. Yeah. 
Uh, we expect people to be able to talk uh, regulated to lawyers, to funeral homes, right? to like, right? Yeah. And that is so stupid. Like, yeah. And I think that's also important to remember as we're talking about grief, especially within families. Mm-hmm. So when we experience grief as a family, it's if you can, it's very important to remember that now all of you are living in crisis brain. Yes. So, like, no one's making great decisions. Yes. Like, we're all on edge. Yeah. We're probably all going to be a little... So, yeah. give each other patience and grace. Yeah. Kind of during that time. Yeah. Knowing that none of us are at our best. Um, it's super hard when multiple people or everyone in a family is in crisis brain at the same time. It's just super difficult. So give yourself some grace around that. It's also where a support community can be so crucial because if you have people in your life that maybe like that wasn't part of their nuclear circle, right? They can really add a level of support that can be just like Neosporin on a paper cut, you know? Just the greatest feeling. You can kind of step out with yes. them and get some of what you need, but the your yeah. inner circle can't offer at that point. Yeah, yeah like a certain yeah, level yeah. of like co-regulation. You know, yeah. it can really happen. And I, I think understanding that everyone is in fight or flight and that people will act poorly. And to um, one phrase I actually love that my dad said was true about junior hires and uh, drunk people Okay. that I think is applicable here. And it's you just feed them and love them through it, right? Yep. There's just not a lot else you can do. And that yeah. is very true for people that are experiencing grief. Don't, don't tell them how to do it. If you want to be a support, it's kind of just like feed them and love them through it. I mean, there's a little more, like stay yeah. regulated and all those things. But I, I think there's just so much truth to like letting your friends grieve and just being present. Yeah. Feed them and love them through it. I love that. And and to piggyback on that, yeah. if if you know someone that's going through this, I think, and I even do this, and I know it's not helpful to say, what can I do? Yeah. They don't know, yeah. right? And I think you can even ask. They might know or they there might yeah. actually be something you can do. But I think it's okay to also just do something. Just oh. send the meal. Just send the gift card. Yeah. Just mow the lawn. Just come over and do the laundry. Right? Just yeah. do it. I Don't that. ask. Yeah. Just just do the thing. Yep. I do have to share, when yeah. my sister passed away, yeah. someone brought breakfast. Oh. You get so many, like, dinner casseroles, yeah. like, feed everyone. And one morning, like, bagels and orange juice and cream cheese was on the doorstep. Oh. Best thing that ever happened. Ooh, that's so sweet. So just think of that. Keep that in your little nugget. Thank you, Betty. Oh, of course her name was Betty. That's so sweet. <laughs> I don't think she listens, but maybe we'll get her there. I'll have to tell her. Now okay. she will. Okay. I'll message her. <laughs> I feel like Betty, you were hashtagging our episode. Um, I do love that. I love that um, as someone who's really experienced, you know, that really traumatic loss, what was soothing and helpful to you i think it's great for you to identify it's yeah. such a wonder i've never even thought of bringing somebody breakfast after right you that's know. all we do is bring casseroles mm-hmm. which i like casseroles they're great mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then to be like oh <laughs> that special breakfast surprise oh yeah i love Amazing. that and you know what i i usually don't eat a lot of bread products but when i'm traveling because i travel for work i think our listeners know that but um 
there's something about hotel breakfast that the bagels and cream cheese, mm. I don't know why, they're so good. It's like so right. good. You're right. And I don't even care what flavor. I toast them and I'm just... Nom, nom, nom. I was going to say, I think it's the toasters. Like, I feel like oh. hotels have like special bagel toasters. They probably do. We, we In my get, head, they do. Do you own a toaster? Uh, yes. We do not own a toaster. <gasps> oh, and that's right. You just, like, put all your stuff on really. the thing. Yeah. I refuse because I think they're, like, crumb factories. They are crumb factories. Which is probably why the bagels taste so good. I think you're right. It is the toaster. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, um, so yes, with grief. Mostly it's going to be normal. It's going to feel yeah. awful, but mostly this is going to be normal. Yeah. But you obviously still reach out, right? Yeah. Get your supports. Yeah. But give yourself grace. Yeah. Give yourself grace around this. And just, it is dysregulating. And yes. That's, that's okay. I don't love that feeling. But it is. No. It is real. It, yeah. It, yeah. But I, it's it's important to honor. To yeah. honor the grief. Yeah. I think there's a lot of quotes around like, you know, Grief, grief is what it is because we loved, right? You you don't get to love that hard and not grieve. I know that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why it's like I was tricked. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. But to me, that's why that's why it's so important for me to honor yeah. that grief when it shows up. Yeah. And not throw it away or put it in a box or because to me that's that love showing back up for a second, oh, right? Yeah. It's it's like. I don't know, it doesn't feel like a hug because it's sad, right? But for, and I'm talking a little further down the line with my grief, right? When I get yeah. those grief days or those, I they call them waves, get those grief waves. They're like, what the, right? I just can't function today. Yeah. And it's like, to me, that's like, well, that's just them being like, hey, yeah. we, we're hanging out today. So <laughs> enjoy and honor that, right? Yeah. <laughs> So do what you need to with your grief. Honor your person the way you need to honor them. One thing I like, I'll share one other thing I like to do. Yeah. So with, um, I have a couple, there's like three or four different songs that are my, that I think of as my sister's songs. So when I hear those, I think, okay, that's, that's my sister. And then whatever the next song is that plays after it. Yeah. Is what she's trying to tell me for that like particular day. Oh, I kind of love that. Because if it's the same song over and over, right? It's yeah. like, well, that's, there's no new message for yeah, me yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then it's whatever that next. And, oh, I love that. Most of the time it works. Sometimes I'm like, Virginia, that's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't that kind of be appropriate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but finding those ways to keep including them in your life and bringing them around and, yeah. and honoring that grief. So, Oh, I love that. Grief is a thing. It's Don't my favorite. Try not <laughs> to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's That doesn't true. help. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't help. Yeah. But it's hard. So I want to yeah. honor that too. I'm not saying everyone should just magically know how to grieve. Yeah. It's hard. Well, it it's work. Just like everything else. Yeah. But it's worth it. Yeah. It is worth it. And it's I actually it. can say that. Have, you know what I mean? Like. Even though I hate talking about it. Yeah. But it's worth it. And and don't take my tears as I don't do the work, guys. I do. Um, I take it really seriously um, because I love big. Ooh, you love big and hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hashtag name on my sex tape. Okay, big and hard. <laughs> <laughs> Super proud of that one, actually. 
Oh, on that note. On that note, we bid you adieu. And thank you so much for hanging out. with an emotional episode, but I think it had really good meat in it, especially if you are going, uh, if you're in it right now. Yes. I think this could be really helpful to just, you're doing great. And remember, this is just grief 101. I think down the road, grief is way bigger than this. Yeah. yeah. Way bigger than this. (laughs) Touche. And I think down the road, we can dig deeper into parts of grief and traumatic grief and lots of different things. This was just kind of a general overview just to, um, let you know that grief is a thing and it's real and it's okay and we can talk about it and we can experience it and we all are so don't be afraid to share that with your saved people yeah right yeah i love that oh well this was a great episode it was emotional but it was awesome yeah yeah um shake it off yeah well we're gonna go take a break because i need one and he needs one (laughs) and he needs a break you guys reach out and we're so grateful to have you yes Okay. We love you. Bye. Bye.